This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about overactive dogs, who's taking out the trash, and we discuss two often misused Bible verses. We've never started a podcast talking about the poodle. The poodle is very extra. He did bark one time during the podcast. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I think Zach came home or something, or he probably just thought he heard something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're joined uh, in the studio (laughs) by Jasper the Poodle. Um, The very extra poodle. Yeah. Like, y'all have no idea how extra this dog is. No. And and that's not, I mean, he's always, you know, hyper like a poodle, but, but not, but he's, he's very well behaved. He is. But for He's some just reason, very extra. for some reason, about well, seven days ago now, you got his. He went and got his haircut. Yes. And ever since then, he can't sit still. It's like he has an abundance of energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not and like his, he he can't sit still because something's bothering him. It's he hops up on the couch. He sits down for like thirty seconds. And not even he, that long. He goes over to the other side of the couch and sits down for twelve seconds, and then he. Hops off the couch, goes into the kitchen, <laughs> rounds around the table, walks around, comes back, gets it, and it's constant. Yes, yes, and to the point and, that finally you just like sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, if you talk to him or if you say anything to him, then he like crawls up in your face. Yeah, and like lays on you and like cr- does his little cry thing, like he's so mm-hmm. sad and pitiful, so yeah. that you will pet him. Yeah, no, he and it just keeps going and going. He does he's not doing anything wrong, but it's like except for stepping on the remotes. Yeah, that gets annoying. Yeah, I think he does that on purpose. I'm convinced he does that on purpose mm. because you said a couple weeks ago that he used to never do that. No, he used to walk around him, and yeah. now he no, like he gets up and moves from one end of the couch to the other and purposely steps on the TV remotes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm so sure. So, I saw something on Facebook a while ago though that I'm thinking about trying. What's this that? this uh, lady taught her dog um, how to talk with buttons, like the learning buttons that you would use for kids. Mm-hmm. She recorded like one word commands or one word things on the buttons, and so then the dog would go to the button to communicate what she wanted. So I'm thinking about getting him a button. Just you think he say. can learn it? It'd be a button for play, another one for food. food, water, and like to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. So when he needed to go outside, he would know if I go hit that button, she's going to understand me. Yeah. And okay. let me outside. Because sometimes when he's being extra, like he may actually need something, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know. Yeah. But so. when we've checked his food, his water, we know he's been out. And he's just making laps around the whole house <laughs> under the. Couch. There's no button yeah. for that. No, no, and he's not a puppy. <laughs> no, he's ten years old, yeah. almost ten. So, but yeah, and I think he's getting he's, more extra and more rotten. Yeah. the older he gets. Yes, but something about that haircut. I don't know if they they give him some. I, I think it's know. just because he's so much cooler. He had a lot of hair. He did. Which, by the way, I made an appointment when I picked him up for the, like, in, I think I did three months or four months mm-hmm. so that I actually have an appointment. He doesn't yeah. have to wait getting a month an, longer. Getting an appointment is work harder than getting a doctor's appointment. It really is. Yeah, it's like months out. So, They're yeah. good at what they do. Apparently, if you if you can do that, 
there's plenty of business to be had because they're do it. they're two and three months behind all the time it seems like just to get an appointment so yeah that was uh he's here with us today uh just so he won't be running around scratching on the door and, yep. and barking or nothing else so uh, apparently he's doing very well i can't see him on the other he's side of the table on the but blanket. yeah he's a fan of blankets so what else going on what else you got for us today before we get into this uh big podcast today the woes of adulting adulting yes been, My, i've been doing that I, I know but apparently it's a huge thing on facebook right now because every time i've been on facebook in the last i don't know two three weeks i've come across a meme or a post or something about adulting you mm-hmm. know because like when you're young you think Oh, if I was just 18, if I was just 21, I could do this and this and this. I can't wait to be an adult and make my own decisions. But then there's all these, like, mundane things about being an adult. Like, you have to go to work every day. Or, That's terrible. <laughs> or uh, one thing that really cracked me up was, like, the it was a meme, and it said something about how mad I get when I realize I missed the trash day. And I was like, yeah. that is so legit. Like oh yeah, there's been times when I I come home and see like the trash, and I go to take it out to the big can, mm-hmm. and it's almost full. And I realize yesterday was trash day. It's it's such a disappointment. Like, it is. You're just so upset at yourself and everything else. Like mm-hmm. why why did this happen? Yeah. And then for the rest for a whole week, you're figuring out how you're going to put the rest of your trash in the in a can that's almost full that's why we play trash tetris Mm, yeah that's inside the house though (laughs) that's not in the big can yeah yeah do do any of our listeners do this if if so that would be a great uh something for you to share uh to let us know you're listening but tell us who wins is uh yeah the trash can in the house fills up and then you balance a coke bottle on top of it and then or you, you use a paper bag or something and like smash it down so you mm-hmm. can get a little bit more get in a there more in there yeah and at some points it, it gets you know six or eight inches above the top of the can and and if you bump <laughs> it it's gonna fall and and it comes down to or when you have something you need to throw away and mm-hmm. you go to the trash can and you just stand there and look at it because you're like there's no way i'm actually gonna get this in the yeah. trash can you have to place it real easy and then like turn it loose and ease away and if it stays good because yep. the next person is the one that's gonna have to get it <laughs> yep but then you come through and that person stacked one more little thing on there so it's trash tetris mm. so tra- this is the level is, is of that excitement that in our house <laughs> is, is, is that seriously though part of adulting you started this off by adulting that that sounds more kid life <laughs> it's how we deal with adulting okay <laughs> putting it off no you just have to find little humorous ways mm. you know they say you laugh to keep yeah. from crying ultimately so. i think we're we're saving trash bags this was very true because we'll make that one last a lot longer than it should this is true yeah i'm all for saving there was something else we talked about right before we started recording and i and i have lost it lost what it was um i don't remember we talked about about it might it might be a good good something to open with but it'll come back to me about halfway into our our actual podcast topic today 
Um, Don't ruin it later. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but we're still, we talked a little bit about it last week. We're still uh, on the hunt for a new home church. Uh, no real news on that front just yet. We, we did have a great, great Sunday morning service uh, at a church we visited, so we was very happy with that. But um, we might have mentioned it last week that we're, we're both so uh, skittish, I guess would be the word, that it's going to take more than just one good service. But we want, yeah. we want good services, obviously, and you'd like to have them consistently. But we, we want to, you know, to know the, the congregation there is dedicated uh, you know they're giving their lives that was to the my, Lord and that was part of my prayer this morning was in in this searching in this transition for the Lord to guide us to people who take him seriously mm-hmm. yeah and I think you'd be surprised how many even though that sounds don't. that sounds like okay whatever that's not very high list but if you if you think of if you think about it somebody who takes the Lord seriously is going to do everything they can to live according to his word yeah and it's going to be important to share the gospel and it's going to be important to to do things with no excuses um and that's a that's a big deal to us yeah is is to find a church that takes them seriously and we're not we're not looking for perfection or for everyone to be on the same growth plane or anything like that but just to take him seriously, to take a relationship with him seriously. You have any idea how important your salvation is? I mean, it's just just to make it very simple, with it, you, your eternity in heaven. Without it, eternity in hell. That's a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. And you want to you want to be in church. You want to be around like-minded people who who's like you know let's enjoy the Christian life, let's, you know, fellowship, have have fun with one another, but never never letting anything over overcome or overtake that thought of the most important thing here is our salvation. Never and make an excuse for the and old not, man. Yeah, it's not just our salvation, but it's what is somebody else going to see in us that's going to... How are we representing Jesus? Exactly. I think too so. often we make an excuse for the old man. Yeah, I and got so angry I could have punched them out. If it wasn't for what well, you kind of did in your head, mm-hmm. like we make an excuse. Well, you don't know what they said about my kid. Okay, still an excuse for the old man to come back. Yeah, yeah it is tough. I mean, I, I'm very far from being able to say I have never, you know, had that had that struggle. Um, I'm not saying but that. It is a, I'm, like I said, well, go. We're not looking for perfection, but I think there's a difference between retelling that story and saying I had to repent and I was, you know, in, sorrowful. I, very, yes, because I've heard people say things like Isn't that. Is there a verse about godly sorrow? Godly sorrow worketh repentance. I think uh, is about, how it goes. Yep. Um, I've heard people talk about that, things like that, and they're almost bragging mm-hmm. that they almost cussed or they. They're almost bragging that they could have punched somebody, or they're almost bragging that they told a lie to keep themselves out of trouble. That is not taking him seriously. I'm not saying yeah. you're never going to struggle or you're never going to make a mistake, but when those mistakes happen, it should so offend you. Yeah. That you don't want to run out and brag about it. That it brings on godly sorrow. Right. And which leads to repentance. 
I like this. This is this is good. Uh, we didn't plan that one. That one just came out. We just Godly went there. sorrow. We need to <laughs> make a note of that. Um, now, what what I would like to talk about today is. Um, Can you explain to me why something? the spongy cord is here? Yes. No, I can't explain why it's here, but I know where it came from. It goes to my uh, trail cameras, which I had in here going through SD I just, cards. I thought it was like hanging on the so. table or something. It might have been stuck to the blanket. Yeah. I don't know. I just randomly like, what is this? And I've been playing with the bungee cord for like the last five minutes. Okay. All right. With that little side note, <laughs> um, you know, today we're we're not talking about bungee cords for our topic today. <laughs> Uh, although that was great the timing. uses for bungee cords are unlimited, uh, <laughs> let me let me sell you. Would you like on to some preach bungee... this bungee cord really quick? <laughs> uh, no, I would not at this moment. Let's A bungee see. cord would be so easy. You think preach so? On. Yeah. Let me look at this bungee cord and see. Um, let's come back to that. Let's come back to that. We're fixing to make an unscripted, and we don't have it's. We don't have it video. We're not videoing it. You well, can't catch me on, on an unscripted with no video. I could totally unscript this. I'm mm. just saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> My mind only can work on one thing at a time, and right now it's in the middle of a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. Sorry, y'all. I tried to give you some unscripted <laughs> in the middle of this. Well, we we can do that if you, if you want. We just need to get it done so we can get to our topic here. Let's go. Um, all right, what I wanted to talk about today, besides bungee cords, was <laughs> um, misused scriptures. Um, Where do we start? We've start. You know, we've had we've had the book, chapter, verse uh, podcast, and um, and where's it at? You know, those kind of things. But there's scriptures that that we hear a lot of times. Scriptures that we may have even used ourselves. Uh, guilty over here. I'm, I'm, yep. Yeah. Same. Um, that when when we've really dug into the scriptures and looked at the context of it, a lot of we've it, read them wrong. A lot of it comes down to context. I think that's what yeah. I was about to say was because so many times we um, we get used to the famous verses. You know, there's there's the famous ones that everybody quotes and everybody knows, and even people who are not in church all the time can finish the can finish the verse they they know you know they know where you're going with it and i think so many times we get so used to the famous things that we forget what comes before it and what comes after it and i think so many times that's why we end up misusing scripture is because we just get we just you know stay with the famous part and And I was thinking about it today. Sometimes there's a whole verse. Sometimes we don't even use the whole verse. I don't know. Like the well, one in Matthew, judge not. Mm-hmm. Like, not that's lest you be judged. That's all that we use. Like the whole context is completely lost Another in one, that one. This one wasn't even what I was thinking about, but you just said it is, um, I don't know the address on it, but it says, uh, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. I think it's in Corinthians. The things that the Lord has gone to prepare. Mm-hmm. But then when you read the next you know people use that to say oh we can't imagine what heaven's going to be yeah, like all my life that's what but I've when heard. you look at the very next words the next verse it says but he has revealed these to those who i forget you know i couldn't tell you exactly but like those who yeah. believed it has uh, nothing to do with heaven no 
That's not what he's talking about. But, but that's not on my list. That's not on my list. I'm going. Sorry, guys. We just ruined that for <laughs> yeah. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can retouch on that one later. Uh, mine that that I thought of today. You're welcome for this one, by the way. Oh no this this was mine from the beginning. No, it wasn't. Um, we'll discuss this later. Okay. <laughs> I I I had the idea for this podcast. And yes, but I, this verse is something that I came up with like months ago. Oh, I came up with it double months ago. Okay, I whatever. had this a long time ago. Lie not one to another. Uh huh. <laughs> I really think that this was mine. I don't think so. Well, it's fixing to be right now. Um, Isaiah 53, (laughs) uh, verse 5. It says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And here's the part. And with his stripes we are healed. Now, I've I've heard that preached. I've heard it in... uh, you know, one of those Sunday famous school verses. lessons. Yeah, by his stripes we are healed. And every prayer for every sick person ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's applied. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's used so many times. Uh, you know, for someone who, like you said, sick, someone who has cancer, someone who has COVID. No, no matter mm-hmm. what the the situation. High is, blood pressure. Yeah, is. Well, you know, the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. My favorite, um, my favorite, I might be taking this too far, but my favorite is when they say, I don't accept that. By his stripes I am healed. Well, you accepting it's not really going to change anything, is it? So if you, if you think it's right. not true, then it just becomes not true. That's what, that, that's what they say. Yeah. I mean, I have sinus pressure today. That doesn't mean he's not good. That mm-hmm. I mean, and me saying, I refuse to accept that. Like, I still got sinus pressure, y'all. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. My eyes are still puffy. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's one that, I, that I've heard misused maybe a thousand times. And, and, it's, and you know, I'm not sitting here saying that that by his stripes we were not healed. It's not that the Bible's wrong. Yeah. It's just that we apply it wrong. We apply it wrong. Uh, much like when, when he, they talk about, you know, God provided a lamb. Um, and But it was, it was by his stripes that we are healed. That's what the Bible says. The Bible is true mm-hmm. in every way. So then comes the question, by his stripes we are healed from what good question you should give me a good answer oh this is yours oh remember so, that oh i thought that i got to ask questions by his stripes we are healed from the sickness from the disease from the curse of sin mm-hmm. that's what we're healed that's from. what that whole chapter is talking about if he was wounded for our transgressions, transgressions. he was yeah. bruised for our iniquities mm-hmm yeah, so, so by, that, his, by his stripes we are healed with, with and, like, and kind of what you was alluding to earlier is everybody that's ever died from sickness would say, but wait, I thought I was healed by his stripes. 
It's nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that we're not going to ever get sick, that we're not ever going to struggle, that we're not ever going to be sad, that we're not ever going to be depressed. It it tells us that by his stripes, by by him, by his blood, by everything about Jesus, Mm -hmm. we were healed from the curse that we were under, Mm -hmm. which was sin. Now, does God heal the body? When he chooses to, he does. I, I'm I'm a very very firm believer that every time you know some people get sick and pass away, some people get sick and they're healed and there's no explanation for it. And I to me I believe that there's times that that through a, through a healing God will no doubt get the glory for it, and there's times that it wouldn't. For whatever reason and we don't know those things but I, I believe that that yes he does he does heal the body i don't want, i don't interruption want to that... i'm going to disagree with you just slightly it's not that i don't you think you can be wrong if you want to go ahead i don't think sometimes that was rude i'm gonna pray for you later <laughs> i don't think to pray for me that i meant extra oh I don't think that it's not that when he chooses not to heal it's not that he wouldn't get the glory but that another outcome gets him more glory. More glory. You I, said that sometimes he doesn't get it. I don't think that when when he heals or or doesn't heal, I don't think that he chooses not to heal because that healing wouldn't bring him glory. I think the alternative outcome brings him more glory. In and in yeah. some cases, and I think it actually it, it may even bring someone to a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Which is what it's all about. You're not supposed to yeah. rejoice because the devils are subject, or to rejoice because of physical healing, but rejoice that your name's written in heaven. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's that he wouldn't receive glory from a healing, because somebody might say, "Well, I would have glorified God if He would have healed my mom, or I would have given Him praise, I would have shouted it out, you know, or or if He would have kept my grandpa, or you know, whoever." And it's not that that we wouldn't glorify Him or or give Him the credit. But that he can see the the end from the beginning, so he yeah. knows the alternative. Like we can only see what we want. Just mm-hmm. to be honest, we can only see what we want, and he can see what brings him the most glory, and that's what yeah. he's going to go with every time. Yeah, in in everything that God's working, it is for His glory. And, and even though you said you disagree, I, I believe ultimately we're we was on the same same track That's there how you in said that it. is is that yes he he can receive the glory from healing he can receive the glory from from someone passing right um and it's all in his time frame and in his his works i mean here's the the truth is we all have to die he can't just continually keep on going healing your grandfather your grandmother, your mother, right. until they're 190 wants, years old. Who wants old. that, though? Yeah, Think it, about, like, who wants to be stuck here mm-hmm. in a cycle of history repeating itself yeah. through all of the pain and the sickness and the disappointments and the trials and the troubles? And who wants mm-hmm. to continue to endure that for yeah. several lifetimes? And that's, that, that's pointing to the healing of our bodies is, is insignificant compared to the healing of our mm-hmm. souls. And, and that's what Jesus did not take that beating. He didn't take the stripes so that we would never my, have a cold that my back pain would go away. 
he took the stripes so that I have a way to spend eternity with him. Right. And and that is what the healing is in that verse. And and we've heard that preached so many times. And why? It's very appealing to the ear. Mm-hmm. It's very. That's why these these uh you know these preachers that the what am I trying prosperity. You know, a lot of times we talk about prosperity and you think, oh, they're preaching about wealth and money. But prosperity can be good health. Mm -hmm. If you'll just give this much money, you're going to get good health. Or if you'll just do this particular thing, you're going to get good health. And I sent you a thing today that this preacher said that when God is blessing you, you're going to have so much stuff that other people envy you. So if people are not envy, if you're not so high and mighty, and so rich and so popular that people envy you, then you're not receiving the blessings of God. That that's his take, but that's prosperity. Mm-hmm. That that's not you know so much about money as saying, you know, you're going to always be healthy. You're always going to be liked. You're always, and those things are are not important when it comes to the actual healing of our souls, and and pulling us out of sin. I just listened, I think it was this morning, and I know it's in several Gospels, but this morning I was listening to Mark. Um, but Jesus says it's better if you enter into heaven maimed or blind mm-hmm. than to miss the kingdom. Yeah. Like, it's better to not be healed. It's better to be sick. It's better, and we don't what we don't want that. Like, nobody wants to hear, it's better for me to be sick as long as I live for Jesus and make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. than it is for me not to have any pain or trouble in my physical body. And it's that's not easy. No. That's not easy to say. It's not easy to accept because it's not fun. It's not comfortable. It's not pleasant. But that's the truth. It's better for us to not be perfect yeah. in perfect physical health and make it to heaven than to be completely whole in our physical bodies and miss heaven. And miss Jesus exactly. in the in the meantime. And I mentioned earlier about the providing a lamb, and that that come from a saying I I think it might have been Paul Washer that said it was that that people preach on God providing, He's going to provide you with money, He's going to mm-hmm. provide you with health, and He said what He provided you was a lamb to be sacrificed, the Lamb of God, of course Jesus. Right. That's what He provided you. That's the only thing that that we need these other things are i mean you you know you you've had uh back issues most all your life i have headache issues weekly if not daily and and those things would be great if they was gone but what good would i be if if we felt a hundred percent every single day but our soul was still sick because jesus's stripes healed my body and not my soul that that would make no sense. It would make no. There would be no and, hope. And if you for think that. about it like that, it makes no sense to use that scripture in that way because there's nothing about. Yes, Jesus did miracles, and and it was for the people to believe. Like it mm-hmm. says that in several places in the gospel, um, but it also said it. He also refers to us to those who seek a sign. I say us because yeah. a lot of us seek a sign. Mm-hmm. But he refers to those who seek a sign as a crooked and perverse generation. Yeah. Who seek after a sign. And so throughout his ministry, throughout his gospels, throughout the whole redemptive story of the Bible, it's not about you feeling good every day. No. It's, it's not, not about you being in perfect health. It's about your soul and whether or not 
you have been saved, whether or not your name is in the in the book of life. Exactly. That's the that's the healing that matters above all else. Yeah. Can so he do can he do everything? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the important thing is the state of your soul. Isaiah fifty three in verse five. So when you read that verse, know that it's your soul that was healed. Uh, we got less than ten minutes now. Oh, uh, I don't know if I can do this in ten still minutes. Got one, so go. I don't know if I can do this in ten minutes. Okay, so back to the the famous verses. This one I'm sure you're gonna know without me even saying it. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together. For the good, good, to those who love God, to those who are called according according to his his purpose. purpose. Okay, this is one of those famous verses that I hesitate to even use and I kind of shy away from because I've heard it misused so many times. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to use it because they're going to think I mean that by it. And it's not what that means. You feel like if you use it, you got to give a a disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. So, um, first of all, the first point. We know that God causes all things to work together for good. That's the first point. For good. Who's good? And what? who determines what's good? We determine... God does. We, thank you for ruining that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We determine good by what is comfortable or pleasant or what's easy mm-hmm. in this present world, in this present life. If it doesn't make me happy, then it's not working for my good. Eh. Wrong answer. Yeah. So wrong. That's not what that means. That can be very bad. Exactly. Most of the time we have absolutely no idea what's good for us. Mm-hmm. So first of all, God is who determines what's good. And he sees the end from the beginning. So what we think is good, he's going to, you really don't want that. You no. really don't want it to be like that. And besides, I can see what happens after that and the domino effect. And yeah, I'm not going to do that for you. And we're yeah. over here going, oh, God doesn't care about me. Yes, he does. He just sees things from his perspective, and I he's keeping you. I am a walking example that people do not actually know what's good. Like, the first 90% of my life, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> the first 40 years of my life, I thought I made wonderful decisions. I just couldn't figure out why every one of them turned out in disaster. Because you had no idea. I didn't know what was good. Did not know what was good. So, first of all, that's the first point to make, mm-hmm. is... And, and this verse is used when somebody's going through a hard time. Well, you know, God works all things for the good. That does not mean it's going to get easier for you. No. That does not mean it's going to turn into roses and rainbows. Like it's not, that does not, that's not what that means. You that see, means that God imagine? is going to show himself. He is going to have it his way in his time for his glory and yeah. it's going to be for your best. Do you know? Um, but it's not necessarily going to be what you attribute as, as good. good what how did how did the apostle paul die beheaded, beheaded. got his head he exactly. got his head cut off now my point to there was could you imagine <laughs> as he's getting strapped into the gallow or whatever they call that thing if somebody came and up and Luke, said well you know here's luke paul remember <laughs> God. All things <laughs> work, work together to the for the good. Yeah, so Paul then is there thinking, oh, well, what's fixing to happen here? Their their machine's going to break, and nope. 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 Head off. It, 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 Actually, though, the Apostle Paul would probably be like, yeah, I know. I'm about to see him. Hush mm-hmm. up over there. But anyways, yeah. second point. 
since you make me rush through this. The second point. God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. That does not mean those who go to church. That does not mean those who pray to prayer when they were seven. That does not mean those who act like they like Jesus because they're in a difficult time and now they want him to fix things. Isn't that one of the commandments? What, to love God? Yeah, ain't that? It's up towards the top somewhere, I think. <laughs> That's sarcasm. It's number one. That's up. Okay. <laughs> no, but so you think says, about it. It, it, it. it all starts there. I know, but people don't say... People use this verse and say, well, I love God. Well, do you though? What does that mean to love God? Mm-hmm. So in John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I knew the answer again. Well, hush, you're getting in my rhythm over here. So if you, it's not if you love God because I say I love God or I attend church or I'm nice to people. But if you love God, you will keep his commandments. Otherwise, you could read that verse. We know God causes all things to work together for good to those who keep his commandments. First of all, Mm -hmm. his commandments are to keep you safe. If you look at all of the Old Testament laws, the majority of them were to keep the Israelites healthy and safe in this present world. Oh, I've got a good one. I got something. Hush, I'm not done yet. Mark it down, though. I got something to say. So, a lot of his laws are simply to keep us safe. They're for our best interest. But you read that for those who, he works it for good, for his good, Mm -hmm. his attribute of good, not ours, not our idea of good, to those who keep his commandments. Which means, if you're out there doing whatever you want, acting ridiculous, doing whatever you want, and you get yourself in a mess... And then somebody says, oh, it's okay. God works all things together for the good of those who love. No, that's not what that means. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does not apply in that situation. Because I really think that if we're living that way, he's not obligated to work it out. No. In his, he has mercy in abundance and grace, ridiculous grace. But I don't think he's obligated because if we love no, him, we are going to keep his commandments. And if we're keeping his commandments, we're probably not getting into a mess that that we created ourselves. And so what we do need to work out for the good are circumstances outside of our control that we had nothing to do with. And if we are loving him and keeping, which means keeping his commandments, then we are already in a position for him to work out the rest of it. But if we're not in a position of loving him and we're not in a position of keeping his commandments, I ha- I really think that he has no obligation well, you think whatsoever. He's, he's obligated as a father to the, to his children, as a father. But I was just thinking back in, in one of the Gospels there when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he, sa- he told them, you're like your father, the devil. Mm-hmm. So uh, the father got the obligation to the children, so to speak. So when you look and think, well, well, God's got an obligation. No, they're not His children. They're they're of the world. It's, they're they're of the devil. Is and what that, is the way Jesus and said. That but comes here's, back to Jesus says, if you can't serve God and Mammon, so if you're not keeping His commandments, mm-hmm. whose kid are you? Yeah, I'm just throwing but that out there. This could be a this could be a, a long topic, and we can't get into this today because we're about out of time. But even I don't want this to come across as saying that by those who don't 
don't know Jesus, those who don't believe in God, however you want to say that, that they can do anything to ruin God's plan either. Oh, no. It's, like, it's not no. like he can't make good out of what, what you're doing. He is bigger than you. It's, it's still working to his plan. He mm-hmm. knew you was going to do it a long time ago. It's just you can't find no encouragement in that when you're not living for him. But what I was going to say real quickly is you said uh, that he works all things together for those according to the purpose. To, you totally butchered yeah, that. I did, didn't I? <laughs> but to those, and you, you said to those who keep his commandments, because mm-hmm. he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, and you said to those who keep his commandments. So now tell me this. I'm fixing to ask you a series of questions. Just give me answers. Who keep, who keeps his commandments? Those who love him. But who keeps the commandments? Who who hasn't lied? Who hasn't stolen? Who hasn't had oh, adulterous thoughts? Oh, you're going thoughts? there. Nobody. Exactly. Who did keep his commandments? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. So for me to be able to put myself in that verse and say, I am one who keeps his commandments, then I have to also say, I am one who is covered by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because on my own, I haven't kept none of his commandments. You have to have the righteousness imputed by Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, on, on, on my own, on your own, on whoever's listening to this, on your own, you have not kept any of the Ten Commandments. No, you know, you say, well, I ain't murdered. Well, the Bible tells us if you hate, then Well, not you're only that, but if, you, if, you, if there are one or two that you have somehow escaped breaking. Didn't happen. You, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Not likely. But possible. What I'm trying to say is, even if there's one or two that you've escaped, if you've offended in one, you're guilty of all. Guilty of all, yeah. There's a there's a book, chapter, verse for that, too. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where it is right now. I, what I'm saying is, when it comes to keeping his commandments, there's only one that has ever kept all the commandments. Mm-hmm. That was Jesus. And the only way that we will ever be seen as, as commandment keepers is when we are covered by him. Mm-hmm. When, when we are sold out to him as as believers and that that brings it full circle to taking it seriously what he did he mm-hmm. he paid for our sins in the verse that you that you shared he paid for our sins that we could have spiritual healing and taking that seriously and and walking with him and keeping that relationship with him so that we can keep his commandments it's not about us doing a lot of good works it's not about us being perfect it's not about us striving to do our best and hoping we make it. It's not about any of that. It's about taking what he did, what he provided seriously Yeah. when he sacrificed his son for our sins. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's not about trying or striving to do good, but when we take that, what he done seriously, then when you live the way you should if you have taken it seriously, if, if it truly mm-hmm. mean, means something to you his sacrifice truly it's means something show. to you then you're then every every decision you make is am i making his sacrifice in vain am i insulting that sacrifice and in doing so yes you do have it? good works yes you do st- you can say strive not to do good works to get to heaven but you strive to not offend the sacrifice right. that was made made by Jesus. So, um, boy, that went by quick. I think this could have been our first two-hour podcast. Yeah, we probably could have cut Because I felt away. like I cut off the Isaiah thing And you made quicker. me rush through mine. I know, but so. you've done so good at it. You've done so good at it. 
Except for all the see, many see interruptions that, from your side of the table. Well, that's what I'm saying. We, we probably could have went a long time on this one. So, anyways, um, those are two. Those are just two examples, and, and this may be something we can visit back. At. And and by all oh, means, there, let me trust say this. Me, we could totally do this again. There we're, are lots more. We're by no means insulting anyone or, um, you know, trying to, to point fingers because, as I said in the beginning, these are things that, that even I, uh, and I say even I, like I'm somebody special, I'm just saying here I am, I'm, I'm understanding, reading the scriptures, that in the past I have used these in the wrong way. And, and that's, that's part of, you know, we grow and we learn and, and, and stuff. So if, if you or your pastor or anyone has used these verses uh, in a different way, isn't, this isn't a... a uh, an insult this is just saying we we need to to really dig in and find out what you know what these verses are are referring to the context of them and that it's not about the healing of our bodies but it's about the healing of our souls and uh, and the bible just i mean it it tells us if we'll just dig in deep enough to see it and as you said earlier don't read half verses so but uh, anything to add before we get out of here no we went. You're you're mad now because you didn't get all your your topic. Oh, in. I had another verse to attach to this. <laughs> I didn't even get to. You right. used up all the time. Maybe we'll do a special uh, edition on on Facebook or something, and uh, you can get your. Or other we can point save across. it for next time. We can do that too. So, uh, hey, until next week, tell them what to do. Keep Jesus center stage in your life. <laughs>